Welcome to the One More Verse Podcast. Hey everybody, it's John Nix, and I'm excited to have you along on this Tuesday, February the 16th, 2016. Today's reading was Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 56. God is visiting his people. After all these years of silence, of people wondering if God had forgotten about them, suddenly his He breaks onto the scene in ways that they had only heard about for generations. And so in the sixth month of the uh, pregnancy that Elizabeth was experiencing, the angel Gabriel is dispatched from heaven and sent to Nazareth, which is a small town in Galilee, and, and he goes to visit a woman, a young woman, a virgin named Mary. Now, Luke is generous with the details, and he lets us know that her betrothal was to a man named Joseph, and he's of the house of David, which is significant and important because it points us back to the God who keeps his promises. It points us back to the prophecy that says that it would be from David that there would be a ruler that would be established who would reign forever. And so, to this young woman named Mary, an angel appears. Now, we're not told exactly what his appearance was like, but we know from other things that it was obvious this was something supernatural taking place. You can imagine the emotions and the thoughts that must have been filling her mind and the questions that were racing as this angel appears to her. His greeting is simply this, you're favored and the Lord is with you. And and she's really wondering, her mind is racing. What could this kind of greeting, what could it possibly mean? What is What is he trying to say? And so the angel tells her what angels say most often when they visit us. Don't be afraid. You've got favor with God. But he begins to explain something to her that's hard for her to grasp. He says, you're going to conceive and you're going to bear a son. He goes so far as to tell her that the name of this son would be Jesus. He describes what he's going to be like, that he's going to be great. He will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David, and he's going to reign over the house of Jacob forever. And this kingdom will know no limits and no end. And so Mary hears this and it must be an amazing and overwhelming thing. And she has questions about this. And so she asks, how is this to be? For I am only a virgin. And the angel answers her and explains to her that the Holy Spirit will exercise power over her and will overshadow her. And this child that's going to be born would be called Holy, the Son of God. And he goes to confirm this and tells her that her relative Elizabeth, even though she is in her old age and even though she has gone so many years without a child, she too has conceived a son. And she, this older woman who was thought to be barren, is now carrying a child. Gabriel announces to Mary something that I'm sure by faith she would have agreed with. And he says, nothing is impossible with God. And I love Mary's response for she just acknowledges. She says, I'm the servant of the Lord. And she, by faith, accepts his word and submits to it. And Gabriel departs. Uh, Luke doesn't tell us, but I'm very curious. I wonder who the first person was that she shared this with. I I wonder what the circumstances were like when she began to try to tell someone that an angel had visited her. 
this thing that people had only read about or heard about. It, it must have been an incredible thing. And I'm just curious as to who she shared it with. But the Bible tells us that Mary arose and she went with haste and she went to a town in Judah and she came into the house of her, her relative, Elizabeth, in the house of Zechariah. And when Elizabeth just hears Mary telling her hello, this baby, this son in her womb leaps and she's filled with the Holy Spirit and she begins to exclaim with a loud voice, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, the sound of your greeting came to my ears and the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. It must have been an amazing thing for Mary to have this, for her perhaps trying to explain it to others, for others giving her kind of that look as, is this really true? Have you kind of made this up? Are you confused? Is this something that you're hoping? But here she is, and she walks into the home of her relative, and she begins to exclaim the truth about this baby that Mary is carrying. Fulfillment. God's faithfulness. And Mary responds with this song of praise, which we traditionally call the Magnificat. And she begins to rejoice in all that God has done. She acknowledges that she is in a humble estate, that she is just his servant. But she's amazed that from now on, all the generations to come, they're going to call me blessed. Not because of anything that she has done, but she says, for he who is mighty, he's done these things and he is holy and he's brought this to be. And she reminds herself of the faithfulness of him from generation to generation. She talks of his strength and his power for even in this creative force to bring about life. The author of life has caused this young girl to be overshadowed by the power of the Holy Spirit and this creative agent in acting in her body, she now carries the Son of God. She speaks, and there are all these references that uh, point to Psalms that no doubt she is acquainted with the Scriptures and she knows the writings, and she begins to talk about his sovereignty over the nations and how he exalts those that are um, humble and he will tear down the mighty for he is in control and he is sovereign and he reigns. She speaks of the fact that he takes care of the hungry with good things and uh, that he is helping his servant Israel and he remembers his mercy. And although they may have been some 400 years without a word from the Lord or a prophet, she knows he is visited and now her relative Elizabeth is prophesying this and it must have been an incredible and wonderful thing for her to think and dwell on these things. She points all the way back to Abraham, as Paul would later on, that Christ was the very answer to Abraham's offspring. And so, after all of this, you can imagine these two women, uh, one a little bit older than her at a different place in life, but as they began to talk about their pregnancies and talk about all that their body was experiencing and what they were going through and the anticipation of what God was doing among his people and dreaming perhaps of escaping Roman authority and reign and dreaming about how God was going to establish his throne and just having someone to, to share every intimate detail to go over those innermost thoughts. What a gift and what a blessing. It's an incredible thing to see. Here are two women through miraculous circumstances 
and the power of God on full display. God was visiting his people in a way that was remarkable. Not only was a prophet coming in the power and spirit of Elijah, but God himself was coming. But he was coming through a very unexpected way. A humble servant girl from a small town, probably a teenager, betrothed to a man of the house of David, Mary, who accepted by faith the word from Gabriel, walked in obedience, and praised the Lord. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. If you need more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, visit johnnicks.org. I'd love to catch up with you on social media, so you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Snapchat. Just use the handle, TheJohnNicks. And don't forget, the best way to keep up with all these resources is the Vertical Purpose app. You can find it on the platform of your choice and download it for free today. Thanks again, and join me tomorrow for the One More Verse podcast.